I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and ooh, I'm going to need my reading glasses for this. <laughs> and I'm Colin Drucker, and I'm the biggest mistake you've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so, I mean, Diane Weist. On like quaaludes, I don't know what it is here. It's, yeah. it's so good. Diane Weist, of course. We are we are here to talk about. Uh, I would say I think it's fair to call it a controversial or at least a a um, a charged movie. The recent I care a lot, uh, yes. which you know, congratulations, previous best supporting podcast alum Rosamund Pike for your Golden yeah. Globe. Yes, uh, but more importantly, congratulations to. Multiple Best Supporting Podcast alum Diane Weist for a fabulous little performance in a movie that otherwise brings out so much You're rage. Like stunk, yeah, stunk. <laughs> I just, uh, well, anyway, I've been going on. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. We didn't record last week. I had it was just this perfect storm of lower back pain and just like work crap. Mm. That just like for both of us, not yep. you didn't have the lower back pain, thank goodness. But no. um, no. it was just one of those weeks. But we're back um, in the interim of just kind of been resting. And I was talking to Colin. One of the, you know, the plights of having lower back pain is the thing you want to do most is just lay down with a heating pad. But it's in fact, depending on how bad your back is, of course, like mm. you got to keep moving, which is. Uh, isn't that like Michelle Obama's initiative? Like, just keep moving. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like yeah. Let's for move. like obesity. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. move. Yeah, and uh, I have been, and I will say, I I feel better today. Was a little annoying. I I was rolling out of bed, and I you know had one of those moments. But uh, it's other than that, I'm just swell. How about you, Colin? Yeah, swell and swollen. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Agree. Yeah. Last week, you know, apologies. We did have to take a week off. Life just caught up and god only knows what you would have gotten as an episode between the two of us yeah so yeah it would have been yeah probably i think i think it's actually for the better that we waited a week especially talking about i care a lot because i i would have just i would have just sort of rage screamed for 90 minutes and yeah it would have been beatrice straight for yes. 90 minutes <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> um yeah, I just, which kind of sounds lovely now that I think about it, but uh, maybe not lovely to listen to. So uh, so it all worked out for the best. And plus, it means for this week's Best Supporting After Show, which will be out on Friday, we uh, can cover the Golden Globes. So, yes. Uh, so it all worked out. I can't out. wait for that. Yeah. Um, but first things first, let's talk about I Care A Lot. Let's, uh, what was your before, I mean, 
before we we chose this, I, I kind of I think I chose it. Um, mm-hmm. Were you aware of this movie at all? Like, where was this on your radar? No, I think one of our listeners tweeted about it as well, mm, yep. and I know that you mentioned it. You were like, "I'll give it a watch," and um, so you watched it first and expressed a fair amount of rage. Yes, but also enough um, joy was in there to cover at least talking about these two women, in my opinion, Diane Weist and Rosamund Pike in the, in these roles too. Mm. Um, so I didn't know about it. I, for some reason, this title bugs me so much. I don't know why, like I get why it's called. I care a lot, but it just, I don't know what it is about movies that have like four words like that. Sometimes it makes perfect sense, but this does not roll off the tongue. Mm. I don't know what I would have called it instead, but I've just been thinking that's just a, a mental note that yeah, I Yeah, before the movie even started, you didn't like it. I care a yeah. lot. Well, speak for yourself. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I feel like if you call a movie I care a lot, there are other movies like this too. You're opening yourself up to such like criticism, like I don't give a damn about this movie. You know, like yeah. in the reviews, especially if it's bad. But um Yeah, you're writing the headlines, certainly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's it's interesting. So my overall thoughts. My my hot take on this is, especially I didn't rewatch it. Colin didn't rewatch it as well because we just couldn't. But oh. I didn't hate this movie, but I didn't like the movie. I thought like the hot like this movie could have ended. Also, there are going to be spoilers ahead. So if you have not watched this movie, it's almost impossible to talk about without spoilers. I feel, yeah. Um, yeah. especially the ending. But I feel this movie could have had like some sort of alternate ending once she got Peter Dinklage in the hospital bed with like her like fabulous heels like mm-hmm. on the edge of his bed. I was like, oh shit, this is going somewhere that was amazing. And it should have just ended like right there. <laughs> like oh. I feel like that could that could have been the end of the movie and she would have won and it, it's like this sort of like twist almost like a horror movie like misery sort of situation where she has complete control of him. But um, if that happened, I would have set my house on fire. Like <laughs> I, like at that point in the game where, like, oh my god, she won again. I was I know, like, this is, I know. this is. And meanwhile, Diane is in a psych ward. I mean, we haven't checked on Diane in a while. That's what I've been on, saying the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah. If yes. that, because I did think that's where it was going to end. Was like, oh, like um, this is a spoiler, sort of, but. Uh, the movie Run with Sarah Paulson uh, with her oh, yeah, daughter in a wheelchair. That, yes. And, um, yes, yes, yes. Great movie. Great movie. Kind of gave me all of the like catharsis and like, you know, even though there were moments of frustration, like you you got those moments of let you have like, fuck you, Sarah Paulson. But the ending, I won't spoil the ending, but the ending is is, is like a similar version of what you're talking about here, except in the protagonists like the the, the protagonist yes. wins you know and yeah. i was like oh my god i could i could get together with that where like she becomes you know incapacitated and, and then suddenly you know i don't know in some way they then then become her guardian um but the idea of her of the of this movie ending with her becoming his guardian and then just continuing this grift I just couldn't. I just, it was like, there are limits. Yeah. You know? Yes, I think so too. I would say to add to that, maybe that wasn't the best one. Cause I was talking to Keon about this last night. I would say I would have her in control of him, have something sort of play out for the next 10 minutes and some like major twist where 
Rosamund Pike, like it, it switches. So mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage could be in control and she would get like a taste of her own medicine, so to speak. The crazy thing about that, because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want him to win. And then I'm like, wait a minute. He's in the Russian mafia. He like I know. Cut off root for. He cut off someone's fingers with a bread knife and then buried her under a Jimmy John's. Like <laughs> it's remembering that, like, oh no, why am I rooting for him? He's worse than her in some ways. And and I think that was maybe the challenge of this movie was like there's nobody there's no human in the room to kind of align with. Like the closest really is Jennifer, but even in some ways you're like, well, she's kind of, you know, in on the Russian mafia, so she's not totally innocent, you know? Yeah. So going into this, too, I want to I wanna break it down. What is... Oh, I hear that beeping in the background. Oh, yeah. It's just my it's rage. Good. It's my rage alert. Yeah. <laughs> it's my like, heart monitor. Down. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> um, what is... This is a loaded question, but if you had to name, you know, just one by one or maybe a top three list of, like, what what are the biggest problems with this movie, Colin? I think that it it is not... And I don't think it needs to be, but it's not a... It doesn't give you kind of the enjoyable movie experience, I think, that we want for movies maybe right now. Maybe there's also a timeliness, and it's no one's fault. It's mm-hmm. just kind of, like, how the cards kind of laid out. It's like... You know, about a year into this pandemic, I do not need to be made to feel more angry or frustrated by my by what I'm watching to distract myself from the reality that is angry that is making me angry and frustrated, you know? And so I yes, think I yeah, kind of yeah. I the pot's already boiling when I hit play. And so mm-hmm. uh which is probably why I'm yeah, things that have, you know, a, a sense of catharsis or are like just totally mindless or um much more gratifying. Uh, so I think there's that of just like coming into it already feeling like, oh, I'm in no mood to see just bullshit just continue and, and not, you know, (laughs) be punished, you know? Um, I think sort of taking it out of that context, you know, I, I've heard people say in reviews, like with Marla's character that there's never a moment of humanity. We never really see like any vulnerability underneath. We never really get a sense. Like there's might be glimpses of it, but not enough to be like, okay, I'm willing to go on this journey with this awful human being, you know, where yes. the movie, she's pretty much the main character. Um, so I think there's that where it's like, you know, you kind of have to go, it's like you have to go for a ride on a really bumpy road. And it's like, okay, well, I get it. This is the kind of journey I'm on, but like, boy, are there a lot of potholes, you know, like, boy, is this not comfortable, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I guess, like, I feel, and maybe this is, I feel like I've seen reviews, so many negative reviews, um, of people saying that there's just elements of this that just wouldn't happen, that are just, like, totally implausible. Like, I think the the idea of the judge just being, like, so stupid and, yeah, you know, and, like, but then I could also see, like, well, uh, there's probably some commentary there because I think the reality is, like, all of this in some form does happen. So, like whether the judges in those situations are as dumb as the one in this situation, maybe he's just meant to be an example of how this can get past the legal system so easily, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me was like, it was, it was really hard to watch that scene where Diane Weist was taken from her home. One it's Diane Weist and we love her so much. And Mm -hmm. like, uh, we will talk probably about the Trixie and Katya We Like to Watch episode where they watch this. Basically, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with Drag Race, it's just two of the most popular queens of all time. Just watch this, all really all Netflix shows. I think it's made by Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just like, you know, 
funny banter ensues. But this was one of their better episodes for sure. And a lot of their reactions, like Trixie was like, can this happen? Does this happen? Right. Just like her being taken out of her house. Like it is despicable what she is doing. It's not even like... I don't know what it is about, you know, like in mob movies, you kind of like forget about it because it's a movie, but it's still murder. But this is like worse than murder. Yeah. <laughs> I feel. It's just prison. I don't know. It, and, and it really, really bothered me. It was hard to watch that. And yeah. so to root for someone who's doing that, it's like maybe, you know, like in Breaking Bad, like he has cancer and he has to provide for his family. So he starts to sell meth and like produce meth. You know, like there's there's some sort of element of like, you have to do this or why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. I guess is a better question. There's some um, kind of like hum like humanity based motive underneath. Whereas with Marla, we really just see like somebody who is just, you know, a psychopath. A, a psychopath. Yeah. Who is just yeah. a psychopath who just you know, I mean, the only glimpse we get into like why she is the way she is is like clearly she has a terrible relationship with her mother um because when peter dinklage threatens to kill her mother yes. she's like fine i don't care about that sociopath and so like okay like there's a root here but that's all we get you know yep yeah yeah it's i i i think there is also that of like how dare you do this to diane the weast how dare you how very dare you and she is so like when we meet her, it, she is just this, you know, fully capable, you know, older woman who's financially independent and living alone in this beautiful house. And she does her oh, the house, that house. Oh. She does her, her swim aerobics. Like, I was like, this is a nice life. Like, I, I could get into this life, Jennifer Peterson. And, and then to just see it, like, so calmly stripped away in that scene where she's like, well, I'm sorry, like, the decision, decision's already made. Like, it's like what Trixie and Katya were saying of like a few hours ago, this woman was just vibing in her house and now she's, <laughs> yeah. now she's you know, locked in this facility. And that was, it was like terrifying. I was like, this could just happen. Like, yeah. Good thing. I don't have a doctor, you know? I know. <laughs> good thing. I never go to the yeah, doctor. Go to the city MD and try to get my records. Yeah, know? exactly. It really was in that, in many ways, like a horror scene like yeah. it's it's just like without the horror you know like as it you might traditionally you know suspect it to be it, it's just like the the fact that she's so powerless in the situation the police are on the road she has no choice but to go and yeah. like the way that marla just like she she knows how to how to do it she's done it so many times yeah yeah like this is just another like until it starts to go bananas like this is just another case and she's done this a dozen times dozens of times before and it's um i mean you know the flip of it because it is like i i think also we're supposed to be frustrated we're supposed to feel this like you know all of this we're supposed to feel this rage and i totally get that and i think you know it we're supposed to have that feeling of like does this really happen this happens how can this happen like we're supposed to go there and i think what the movie then does is you kind I I know because I didn't know much going in that I thought oh, okay, Diane Weiss is gonna keep slipping through their fingers like they're she's like this sure. is all gonna play out outside of the facility you know or she's just gonna continue to be kind of the the challenging energy like I did not see any of the Russian mob Peter Dinklage narrative happening and so um, I was kind of like you know when they get to that scene where Marla goes to the facility and and you know has that confrontation with Jennifer where she's like 
oh, like, I'm the biggest mistake you ever made. Like, you're in trouble now. Like, I thought, oh, okay, great. Now, like, shit's happening. And then it just continues to be frustrating. And and you continue to not get the justice you want. And really, there's no justice until the final, like, minute of the movie, you know? And so, like, I think that's what's challenging is you're made to get angry about this in the first act. But then you get no resolution until... 90 seconds before the credits you get no catharsis of that of that anger until the very very end yeah if there's one thing about like the russian mob i'm pretty sure they would like i'm pretty sure they'd make sure you were dead (laughs) right right that's one of the things like as far as like what they did to um her partner fran played by eliza gonzalez um they basically just like beat her up so she was unconscious and then they turned the, the oven on so she would just kind of die um in her apartments but they never made sure she was dead right and rosamund pike makes a miraculous is like an understatement like recovery from i she was underwater for like six minutes colin <laughs> like there was no way she would have survived that car yeah uh, and they like pumped like half a bottle of vodka into her like it was so it was just like yeah to not only wake up in that moment but then be sober enough to get yourself out of that car. I mean, it was that's where the movie because it's like the Russian mob part. Once that kicked in, I was like, okay, okay, I see this movie is going a different direction. I'll go along with it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do that. And then that scene happens where they get her, and then they 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 you know uh, stage her death, and her car drives into the river. I thought, okay, wow, where's the movie going to go now? They killed her, and then for her to make that kind of like miraculous recovery, and then in the last act of the movie, just become, you know, fucking Rambo. I was like, this is, I I get why this all needs to happen. I get the direction they're trying to go in the plot, but like, I I think I was refusing to buy it because I just didn't want any of it to be happening. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, no, this is not how I want this movie to be going. And so I just refused to accept it, you know? In a way, it's like, the movie itself is like a reflection of what Rosamund Pike, like you don't have any control over anything that happens yeah. in the movie, which is like what Diane Weist is going through as well. That's a good I, point. That, yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's, I don't know. Maybe there's some, I don't know, bigger metaphor there. But anyway, that's what Keon's biggest, um, and I didn't even think twice about it, but Keon was like, how does she know how to like get the disguise and like get the tasers and like get the, you know, mm-hmm. where is she getting all this from? She just runs a business. Like who are the dark people that she, not dark people, uh, the, uh, who are the bad guys that um, like that have given her all this stuff? Like it, we have no inkling that she's capable of being so like 007 about all of it. Right. It doesn't seem like she's needed to be in the past. She's always worked within the system. And so for her to suddenly be this like vigilante who can take down like, you know, a bodyguard and like, you know, it's like all of the ways in which she like, I don't know, just becomes unbelievably uh, powerful in this movie. Um, I, I, I think, I think maybe kind of, betrayed a more interesting narrative because it's like well we've seen this before like up until this point we were kind of seeing maybe something more original but then once somebody just kind of goes into like full like you know uh full kill mode like this it's like okay well now i'm really like not only i'm I'm both like having to kind of have a huge suspension of disbelief but also like oh okay 
this is all kind of predictable now. You know, like it's, I, I just, yeah. it's sort of too much movie magic. And I think I would have been more interested in seeing, well, what would Marla do now within the system in which she works, you know? And we see that earlier when she like, increases Jennifer's drug dosages and, and tells Sam, uh, you know, the head of the, the facility, like, you know, give her an amphetamine at night, give her sedatives during the day, like no games. Like that was really interesting. So it's like, oh, this is how you, this is how you get really insidious within the system and continue yes. this. But like yes. now that you're wearing the, you know, the big glasses and the wig and you got the taser and you're, it's just like, okay, this the is Dana Carvey. The, as yes. The, yeah. The Dana Carvey entrance. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, a little Dana Carvey, a little present day Drew Carey. Yeah. It was just, um, I don't know. I, I think you make a good point that like, we are kind of meant to feel like, Oh, I just, I, you know, she just keeps winning and I have no control. And we are kind of mm -hmm. really put into like a state of empathy around someone like Jennifer and all the other people this has happened to. Yeah. I go back and forth of like whether or not Fran, her partner should have like died, like to see how, what the motivation would be then. Like obviously mm -hmm. she'd still do the same thing because really Fran wasn't really involved. Well, she helped her like, get Peter Dinklage's like body out in the middle of nowhere. But like, she's, she's not really involved in a lot of, I mean, she's involved because she's, you know, directly, you know, in a relationship uh, mm -hmm. with her, but also I, I didn't know. It's crazy that they both survived that, like their yeah. initial sort of attack when they should have like easily been killed or Fran should have easily been killed. I could see why Marla had to survive and, you know, yeah, swim like, out of that like 50 feet foot like like <laughs> right because there was 20 minutes of the movie left and they needed to do something but i fully expected fran to be like okay well you know that or held hostage or something. right I don't right know. it seemed strange that they just kind of like left the job undone of like well we'll just turn the gas on we'll knock her out that should this should do the job you know like i i maybe would have expected them to wait until the apartment blew up you know yeah, it's all a little too late at that point, too. It's like, okay, the apartment's blown up, and you you know, you know, just made it out in time. We right. We get it. Uh, right. It was all a bit of perfect okay. timing. Um, and in terms of, I mean, because I guess there would have been the possibility. Now, I I think her, is is it Iiza? Not, uh, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but it's Eliza? Eiza? No, it's E-I-Z-A. Oh, A shoot, I mispronounced that then. That's Dang. Eiza. Right. I mean, I'm probably not pronouncing it, but in any event... I am not super familiar with her, but I, um, I, she didn't like performance wise. I was like, she's made, she made like no impression on me. And I don't know if like maybe the character just isn't given much to do until like the very end, but like it, she was so below the radar for me in this movie. And I don't know why, like she just didn't read to me at all. I feel the same. I feel it's just like, we need a hot sort of lesbian girlfriend who is just there. I agree with you. I, I don't think there was much like, besides the fact that like, that is, I think she exists purely to show us that Rosamund Pike does care about something. Sure. And that does yeah. love something. And to maybe give us a little dose of empathy, I guess, like when she goes back to save um, Fran, like, you know, and then they kind of team up and, uh, but or maybe it's just to give her a little bit of edge that she's a lesbian. I have no idea. Right. And I guess, yeah, just to give her, you know, an accomplice. But it, it that's, I was just, that was the one thing I took away was like, oh boy, that for, for, you know, a, a female character in a movie, 
boy, did she, boy, did I not notice her, you know, like that's usually not what happens. Um, I mean, I was kind of rooting for her. Yeah. And like, I, you know, obviously, yeah, it's great to see, you know, sort of the casual way they have, you know, lesbian main characters in a movie. That's great. Uh, all for that. But I, um, I was, I, I guess I just wanted to see like, I think maybe the challenge was like, well, we don't really know much about Marla and we, we know like nothing about her, you know, like, I think that was the challenge is like, if these are kind of the, the people that we're following through this, if, if their objectives and intentions are the ones we're watching play out, like I, I wish I knew more about who these people were, you know? Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Um, can we talk about Chris Messina? Uh, yes, we absolutely (laughs) can talk about Chris Messina. Uh, as Dean Erickson, which sounds like a porn name oh, if I've ever heard one. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Um, Chris Messina is, uh, I think, my... Because I remember seeing him first in like Six Feet Under a million years ago. Yes, and, you see his butt. Yes, and I think that must have done it because <laughs> ever since, he is like top of my list of like... I feel like such like an old bitty of like celebrity crushes, but like, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of another way to put it. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. I mean, I, I, have you watched the mini project? I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces of it. So I know that he's... I feel like you'd like it. I mean, it's, it's not like a go. I mean, everyone is just saying, go watch this nowadays, but um, he's really sexy in it. And he plays kind of like the, um, like the Staten Island sort of mm-hmm. like, catholic guy who Ugh. like eats pasta and it's he's perfect Ugh. oh my he's god really i'm sliding perfect. right out of my chair right now <laughs> <I know. laughs> um so he's so handsome and i love his scene yeah um, both the courtroom scene and just the initial like confrontation i just love watching him act i think he's a really talented guy yeah i was feeling like what a best supporting actor kind of role you know i mean he, yes he's in yeah probably like 15 minutes of the movie he's got these like just great scenes these great especially you know that the scene in, in marla's office like just how controlled he is like it's all in the nuances of like you know what he's what he's implying you know and versus what he's yes. saying and i think to be able to do that so effectively um i i mean obviously i love looking at him uh and yeah. but he i think he's great you know he uh i feel like i would like to see him and like dermot mulrooney play brothers in a movie um, oh my yeah. goodness yeah it would I, be too much it's just too much it's just too much <laughs> uh but that's i mean i feel like dermot mulrooney chris messina like this is sort of like the like this is the quote unquote my type like guys who look like yes. that and like the the more like i don't mind like this is going to sound weird, but you know when a guy looks a little bit like a monkey, you know? I see what you're saying. Yeah, like it's, it's the um, ears. It's the ears yeah, and the, the hardened, lips. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Gotcha. Uh, but that kind of like, I don't know. I feel like, um, oh, there's this, There's the, you might not know because he's a horror movie director, but there's, if you Google him, there's Eli Roth. E-L-I-R-O-T-H. Okay. I've heard that name for sure. Let me you Google should him Google now. him now just so you can see, like, I think having three is a great triptych of, like, this type of guy, but you can see the correlation. He's the most kind of monkey quality I'm talking about. <laughs> it's loading. Oh, yeah. Right? He almost looks a little bit like, um, oh, the guy. This is crazy that I'm, I feel like my celebrity 
recall is just like dwindling as I get older. And it's really sad because I used to pride myself on that. Um, he looks like the guy. Well, now we'll play the game. It's like a party game, which yeah. I love. Yeah, oh, I love um, this. No, I'm, I'm like, he's great. He's the guy. Oh, I remember now. Sorry, I ruined your fun. Okay. Uh, well, Zachary Quinto. He's yes. Zachary Quinto-esque. Yes. yes. Zachary Quinto. Um, uh, who's that other guy who's in like... Um, Zoe something playlist. Oh, Skylar Aston. Oh no, it was like Zachary Levy. Zachary Levy. Oh, Zachary. Oh, Zachary Levi. Uh, He was in Chuck, and he was in Shazam, and he was also in. He's a Broadway. Oh, he he was a he was uh, the voice of the guy in Tangled. He has a very beautiful singing voice, and he's in Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. Oh, Maisel. But also, you're not wrong. Skylar <laughs> oh, Aston. Oh, Maisel. Don't get me started on her. But Skylar oh, Aston is also on the list. Like, this is, like, this is my type Facebook, you know? <laughs> Surf yeah. me ads if with only... guys who look like this. Yeah. yeah, you should be able to put that in, like, any dating app. Just, like, list your f- top five, and then, mm-hmm. like, they, like, scan your face or something. Right, like, Here's the right. matches that you need. Yeah, we found guys who look like this. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is the, that is what dating apps are going to be in the future. Like that's, you know, we're, that's literally what's going to happen. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so I, all of this to say. Dean Erickson for the win. Yeah. I'm looking for a <laughs> Dean Erickson. Yeah. Um, he's great. He's, he's really great. great. Um, and, and as far as these, just like breaking down the Diane Weist of it all too. Like yes. there's the initial scene where she's just like, I just love how she has no idea what's coming. And that mm-hmm. initial, like, oh, I'm going to need my reading glasses for this. And the way she laughs yep. when Rosamund Pike first says, like, you're going to have to come with me. You you can't take care of yourself. It's This is the court order. She's like, oh, there must be some mistake. Like, the way that she just, the gestures and the, I love Diane Weiss's hands, too. Like, when she, it's very close to, like, Meryl hands. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, she'll touch her face. She'll, like, grab behind her ear every once in a while. Yeah. Um, if she had a cross, maybe she would have lifted it. Who knows? And maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe put a little, little against her chin for a quick tap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah exactly. And I, I like in that initial scene the way that, again, I, I what I do think is, is impressive about this movie is that, like, there are a lot of things that happen in small sort of nuanced beats, but the way that she starts to like there's that first life of oh no i'm fine i'm more than fine but then as she realizes yes. like oh shit this is all happening i like i like how she starts to kind of harden i like that we just like start to see her furrow her brow and then when fran comes in when she's like don't touch me you know like i you start to hear yes. it there like there's that frustration and i yeah i love i love kind of all of the small notes that she's playing of like real like she doesn't she doesn't freak out. She doesn't start yelling. She doesn't start like making a scene. It's all very small. And I, I think yeah. that's, uh, and to your point about the hands, there's this, after they leave, drop her off in a room, leave her in a room and take her phone. She like sits there with like her hands just kind of like out and like her fingers are kind of like, just, I don't know. It's like this, it's like she was holding something and they ripped something out of her hands and her hands are still in that position. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's a really interesting pose of like, what the fuck do I have? Like, you know, they literally just ripped my life out of my hands. And um, it could have been very heavy handed, no pun intended, but I feel like the Weast is so good at those little notes. Yeah. I think that that's, it's the perfect choice to not be like, help, help me, you know, yeah. just, just make like a huge to do like, because then it makes you look even crazier. But like, I think she's a smart enough woman too, to know that like, none of this is, 
like it it's like an out of body experience almost like this can't be real mm-hmm. but it is real and her just like watching her process that they, they shove her in the back of the car and like she's able to get like a couple things it's a really like I said before, it's hard to watch. Like I, yeah. I just wanted to save her, and that house is so beautiful. That yeah, Fabergé eggs. The eggs, the <laughs> eggs. Well, then they have. I mean, I will say that montage. I mean, I, that the music that plays during that next montage, I've like saved to my Spotify playlist, and I'll like walk to the supermarket listening to it. But Ooh. it's that montage is so good of like them you know, appraising the house and selling off the stuff and repainting it. And then there's cuts to like Jennifer being like, I want to get some air and like pounding on the door. Like yes, that section was so at that point when I, when I first watched the movie, I was on board. I was like, this movie is, it is moving. It is just like moving along. It's got great music. It's just all been women so far. I, I, you know, I just, I was like, I know the weast is going to prevail. And, and it just, I, I was just thinking I was going to get a much more like gratifying experience, but that section I was super impressed with. I was glad they didn't show her getting the sedative shot. I hate watching people get needles in movies. Me too. Oh, I cannot. I, I, I just say to myself, I'm like, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. And sometimes, though, I remember Hillbilly Elegy did this. Like, why does there always have to be a close-up of the needle going into someone's arm? No. I don't, I don't understand ugh. that. I just... I think... Ugh. The worst one is in Requiem for a Dream. Oh. In the car with like the bruise. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of it right now. Nope. Sorry to bring that up, but that's the worst. That's the worst. Is, pause on that. I know that she was nominated for Best Actress. Is Ellen Burstyn technically in a supporting role in that movie? Like, would we do that movie on this podcast? Could we? That's interesting to me because I've thought about that many times myself. Amanda Kaczynski, weigh in. Let us know. But I Mm -hmm. also think... That it feels like an ensemble cast, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like Nicole Kidman for the hours. It's like right. is that a leading role? I mean, Colin, we I mean, technically we can do whatever we, we want. Do whatever but we I want. like especially if we feel that it, it it kind of has that BSA energy too. I mean, it's a performance for the ages. Let's talk uh, yeah. about that. But like That's also, yeah, I mean, let's let's marinate in that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, put what that do you, on what the do you list. listeners think? Is that a BSA performance? Right? Yeah. Let us know. Let, Let us, us know. Um, anyway, I... Uh, uh, by the way, Ellen Burstyn, no no, no love for Ellen Burstyn in portrait, Pieces of a Woman, Portrait of a Woman, whereas Pieces of a Woman uh, at the Golden Globes. I know, there's like Promising Young Woman, Pieces of a Woman, right. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yes. It's like it's, the whole like... Yeah. Big little lies, tiny little fires everywhere. Yes. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's too much. It's Literally. just too much. Oh my God. My brain is just warm coleslaw. But uh, sorry, we mentioned Ellen Burstyn and then I'm just thinking of her giving that monologue. Um, oh, it's so good. We'll get to that later. But uh, so, yeah. So then the Weast, it, you know, we don't see her again in this until uh, Marla goes to visit her after she realizes like, oh, okay, like there's something going on here. Like I need more information. Like after Dean, you know, visits her at the office and, um, and that's where, I mean, I think it was after this scene that I texted you and said, okay, let's do this movie because I thought, Oh yes. Yeah. You know, release the weast, you know, it's like, Oh, we're going (laughs) to, we're going to get it from the weast. Uh, because she has that great scene where, where Diane, where Jennifer is, is all drugged up, but then I like has that moment of clarity of like, Oh, like 
you're fucking with the wrong <laughs> with the wrong yeah, bitch right now. Get, he'll kill you next. Like mm-hmm. the way that she just knows, and she's so great at playing like incoherent drugged up on who knows what but still kind of like the way she says you're a robber yeah <laughs> and she says no i'm your guardian my guardian robber like i i love that i like i was grasping at those moments of her having clarity you know uh yes, i love yes. when she I, but i when she's like you know what's the date oh you know last week was the eighth and then she just starts laughing and puts her hand mm-hmm. in her fa- face in her hands and you're yes. like okay what's going on and like nobody and then it, it's it's that moment that she looks up and then says oh i'm the worst mistake you've ever made or like you're in a lot of trouble whatever she says at that point is yes that was like then i texted you i was like yes we're doing this movie um yeah i mean watching trixie and katya during that too like the way they reacted is the way that kian and i reacted when uh-huh. she said have that at you little crock of cunt oh that was crazy same <laughs> well and and i just like that moment was i mean incredible like the line delivery of that have that at you crock of cunt like the the, so the just that ck sound is so like rupaul always talks about that like when it comes yes. to like comedy the punchline of having the ck the shaka khan of the punchline is funnier but yes, it's yes. it works in this situation too um but in terms of the trixie and katya video like watching that watching two drag queens queen out on diane weist i was like this is heaven this is yeah. correct. This is what should yeah. be happening. So that was I know. It was a nice layer to kind of see, oh my god, drag queens reacting to Diane Weist. I'm home. I mean, make you that know? a web series. Yeah. 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 And it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I more, mean, but more of it. Yes, yeah. more of it. Yeah. I mean, was I sad that they didn't know that Diane Weist had an Oscar or not? Uh, or not? A little bit, but it's okay. Right. I'm sure that people chimed in on the comments. They'll let them know. The yeah, gays like, will let them know. Trixie, she has two. I know. I Keon didn't know that. I think he knew that she had at least one, but it's that's, okay. That's fair. I think to be able to to be able to say Oscar winner Diane Weist is fair, um, but the real joy is in two Oscars, both for Best Supporting Actress. I, you know, yes, yeah. This, you know, that's why we love her. It's why she is. <sighs> I think. True. I think she is actually the most discussed Best Supporting Actress on this podcast now. In yeah, terms she of, might be. Yeah, we've done Bullets Over Broadway. We've done Hannah and Her Sisters. We talked about her in Parenthood, the year she was nominated for that. Um, I'm sure I'm sure she's come up other times. I'm trying to think of like... Oh, you know. um, the movie with Meryl and Candace oh, Bergen. Let Them All Talk. Yeah. Let Them All Talk. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. If we ever want to do is, Rabbit uh, Hole, we could talk about her as the mother in oh, that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. We'll have to save that. We'll have to space it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just, it also feels good to just kind of have the Weast be really sort of, uh, you know, a patron saint of this podcast. The Weast, and Dowd, Margot Martindale, you know, room for yes, all the, the saints. The Holy Trinity. The Holy yeah. Trinity. Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the uh, the Weast, the, the Dowd, and the Margot Martindale. Amen. <laughs> Let us pray. Oh, God. Oh, it's good. A lightning bolt just strikes us down. I know. Okay. I know. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we only get really one other big scene with the Weast, and it is a very important scene, is yes. uh, much later in it's the movie. It's an action scene. It's an action yeah. scene. I didn't see this coming at all. Um, I I love this scene because this scene, and I think, I, or actually, I think it's, I take it back, There there's, 
two moments with with Rosamund Pike I want to highlight is right after this first scene with the Weast, Marla goes to Sam's office, and of course Sam is played by Mark from the comeback, Damien. Yes, Young. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Uh, I love him. I uh, I'm working yes. on. I'm writing the next chapter of Cherishing Valerie now, and mm, it's yes. um, it's all about the the Mark and Valerie fight in the parking lot of the restaurant in Ugh. season two. And so it's like a Mark focused episode and yeah, he's just, uh, I, I mean, I, I think he's great, but yeah. So he, she goes to his office and I love in the scene. She is, while we don't see much humanity from Marla, I feel like we see like the desperation and the anger. We see her losing and mm-hmm. like getting like, be, and then that's when she's giving the orders of like, you know, give her, you know, uh, uh, amphetamine at night, give her sedatives during the day, basic food package only, you know, can only leave a room for 30 minutes. And just the way that she doles that out, I was like, wow, this is a, like, rewatching that scene, I was like, I have no regrets about, I mean, the Golden Globes we'll talk about, but like, I'm okay with her winning because it really is a pretty incredible performance. Yeah, I, I think we were kind of skirting around that the whole time, too. It's like, she's great. Like, she is... Her character in Gone Girl, I, I I know you you haven't seen it, but um or have you? I no, know. I haven't. Okay. And like the idea of watching it, I'm like, oh, I just don't want to. I read the book, so if that counts. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. I mean, honestly, like these two women could be like sisters, like these characters, mm. like the one she plays in Gone Girl. Right. But like the Gone Girl character is just so it's it's much more it has like so much more texture and layers to that yeah. than this. Like there's just more. I don't know, um, but. Uh, I, yeah, I'm certainly glad that she won. I, I Even during that category, I'm glad that I watched this movie before the Globes. As I was looking at the nominees, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I think it might be Rosamund. Yeah. And, thought, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and she ended up winning. And um, I can't remember who else was in that category, of course. I, oh, I thought it was the Maria Bakalova. Bacalo- that I think that was. I can look it up right now because yeah. I have IMDb. I think that was who was supposed to have won because it was. this was actually in a comedy category, which I guess... It's a very dark, uh, yeah, very dark comedy. So Golden Globes, why aren't you giving me? Come on, IMDb, don't hold back. Okay, so uh, yes, you are correct. This was Maria Bakalova, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in French Exit, which I guess I'm intrigued to see because she was nominated for a Golden Globe. So I know nothing yeah. else about that movie. Sure. Um, Anya Taylor Joy and Emma, she didn't need it. She was fine. She got the Queen's Gamut Award. Um, yeah, that was interesting. And then who was not going to ever win was obviously Kate Hudson in music because lots of people are very unhappy about that movie. So yeah, yeah. Um, not going to get into that conversation here. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, honestly, once I, I know that the Maria Bakalova nomination and win would have been a thing, but I've spoken my piece on that. I Maybe I need to rewatch it, but... You know, to quote Aaron from The Office, I'm sorry, I just don't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and I loved, yeah. I loved Rosamund Pike's speech where she was like, you know, I guess thanks to the broken legal system in America for making a movie like this possible. I was like, yeah, it's, yes, Amen. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm rooting for Rosamund Pike. I feel like she has like. In some ways, Colin, I know this is like a huge, this is almost a crazy thing to say. There are certain angles of her face and just like the caliber of acting that made me think of like, she hasn't yet, I shouldn't say she hasn't yet proved herself because obviously she has, but I want, I want like a really juicy role for her, Mm -hmm. but I feel like some Kate Blanchett vibes from her. I feel like she is 
on the brink of something really big. And I, mm-hmm. I, I just really like her a lot. I, the only time we really talked about her was in Pride and Prejudice. And she was our, was she our BSA? Yeah, was she, she was. I feel like she was. She was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I feel like she's, it, I mean, I'm not super familiar. I feel like I've seen this. I, I'm trying to think of what else I've seen her in other than Pride and Prejudice. Um, I'm looking through IMDb, and I mean, she's been in a ton of stuff, but... yeah. Uh, Oh, she was in an education. Um, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, she was another Carrie Mulligan sort, and they were both in the same movie again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I feel like right now she has that sort of like Jessica Chastain energy, but I do want to see her in some sort of like drama, like some sort mm-hmm. of like notes on a scandal <laughs> drama. Yeah. I don't know. I, I hope that that's in the in the works. Yeah, I want to like root for her and I want to like I yeah I think and maybe there's other things that she's been in that we haven't seen so if someone is listening is like oh if you want to see Rosamund Pike you know in this kind of light if you want to love her character if you want to see her go to a 27 watch this movie but I think you know that's as an actress sexual like yeah that's one of my kinks is to watch an actress go to a 27 you know yeah absolutely um, and we were just talking about that that we wanted to see what was it last last episode we talked about someone we wanted to see in a more dramatic role um, oh yeah, it was like a comedic actress, maybe. Yeah. What did we talk about last week? Or not last week, but the week before was. I have no um... idea. Did we do an episode two weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Where am I? Who I'm like Diane I? Weist on the patio. Yeah, just totally. Like looking. Yeah, I I am like I can't. I'm literally blanking. I'm looking now too. Yeah. Uh, oh, we did Jan Malora Harden. Oh yeah, and I, maybe that's not who we were even. Or maybe it was. I think. You know who it was? Who? Oh, I'm going to need your help on it, too. There was uh-huh. someone in, a, in the backseat of a car that was looking out the window. Oh. And we both caught that micro moment. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. What was that? Wow. Someone was being driven to the airport. Lazy Susan. It was um the, the redheaded girl, oh the woman. My yes, God. yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Darlene Hunt. Yes, yes. Thank, oh, you, thank you. We got that. I mean, that was that's true teamwork right there. The folks. redheaded girl. She's like a full-grown woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the redheaded girl in the movie. <laughs> that cute little girl. The little one. Ugh. Yes. Oh my God. That's. Uh, you know, it's funny. There's a. Um, I feel like, and there's a there's a shot in the Undoing. I think of like Nicole Kidman in a car staring out a window that. I was that I know you haven't seen, but I was also conflating with that. I think anytime, like people say, like there's just something about like Elizabeth Moss and her like steering wheel acting. Well, I I see anyone steering wheel acting, and I raise them a backseat looking out the window acting. That is, yes. uh, there's some great, yes. you know, but and that's a great example of that is in Lazy Susan, and I put out the call to other listeners. Backseat looking out the window acting. Yeah, it's a new subcategory. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stare acting, cigarette acting, steering wheel acting, backseat acting. Backseat acting. Perfect. Back a backseat actor. I love that. Um Backseat actress. Sounds like the name of someone. I don't know, a memoir that we're, yeah. we backseat actress. To. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. that. Backseat who would be a backseat actress? Oh god, I don't even know. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna think about it all week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of somebody who rides in the front seat in this world, we let let's go back to the Weast's you know last big scene in the movie. Yes, yes. Uh, when Marla confronts her again, um, and really, and and this is also another great scene for Rosamund Pike is just the intensity. The the we talk about smoke, you know, cigarette acting, her vape acting in this movie. Oh my god, the vape! I've already looked it up on Twitter. There's someone who changed their not their handle, but it's Rosamund Pipes. Rosamund Pipes. Rosamund. <laughs> That's it. That's it. 
Rosamund Pike's vape pen on Twitter because they changed their name. There's like four people that have done it so far. Of course. It's so funny. But yes. Rosamund Pipe is... Um, <laughs> That's beautiful. That That's beautiful. what she calls it. Yeah, yeah, this is my Rosamund Pipe. Um, <laughs> but it's like that that moment of her, I mean, just holding the vape pen and saying, like, I control everything. I control your food. I control your comfort. Like, you know, and then that, that monologue of like, and I'm not doing this because I want to or because I like to or because I plan to do it. But, you know, because uh, you didn't play by the rules. Like, I... I love that, just that the intensity of that. I love the actressing of that moment. Like, it kind of goes back to, like, yeah, of course she won the Golden Globe. This is, we may hate Marla, but Rosamund Pike is selling the shit out of this performance. Oh, yeah. She delivers. Yeah. She delivers. The haircut, just like, oh, I mean, so this many is micro a, moments, too. Yeah. What a Halloween costume, you know? Oh, the, yes. What a Halloween costume. The red dress, the haircut, the, the, the Rosamund Pike. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that in October gaze. Um, I know. Yes. And then, yeah, we have this fabulous moment of Jennifer deciding I'm done with you. And she gets up and she walks behind Marla and then wraps her arm around her neck and puts her into a chokehold. And I, I, I leapt out of my couch. I just out of it entirely. I was just like, oh my God. I, I had the worst thoughts. I was just like, yeah, like I just—I know—and I don't normally like to root like that in a movie, but it was bringing me to that place of like, oh my god, do whatever damage you can, you know? Oh yes, I know. It's god, there's some that I think the worst moment for me besides the initial like taking of Diane Weiss is when she was so close to Peter Dinklage and he could see her running, but he oh. knew that he could not get out of his car oh. and that they like brought her back in. That's the worst. That's like why I hate horror movies. Mm-hmm. That's like, I can't like, I can't watch that. It like breaks my heart. It's too, it's too much for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't I've, know what I've, it is. I've gotten to that point too, where like I need, like I can't have somebody like, lose or like you know there's movies where like somebody gets kidnapped and they're held captive and then so much of the movie is like attempted escapes and then like getting you know getting caught and um it's just like oh it's so it it's so frustrating like i yeah i i think again i really think there's something timely about it like right now i cannot be frustrated by a movie even if that's the point even if that's part of the larger plot is like you know, it's not supposed to work out 45 minutes in. I'm like, no, I can't go through that right now. Like, yeah, this isn't yeah. fun for me, you know? Yeah, it's not. Especially like, <clears throat> I don't know, being stuck somewhere inside and uh-huh. not being allowed to leave. Like, there's too many, too many parallels here. I don't, I don't need to sit in that right, <laughs> for right. like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> and then after that point, unfortunately, uh, this becomes grounds to put Jennifer in a psychiatric ward and uh, and to lock Diane Weist away for the remaining third of the movie. And we never see her again. Oh, no, we do. At we the do. very end. We see very, her get released, end. and then she yes. gets into the into the truck with Peter Dinklage, and then he, he cries, and she holds him. And I was like, I mean, I guess I'm glad that she's out, but I just... She was the only person I cared about. You know, I care a lot about Diane Weist, and I just needed more, uh, I guess, more catharsis with that. You know, like, that was just kind of part of a montage at the end of, you know, Peter Dinklage and Rosamund Pike kind of collaborating and deciding to go into business together, um, which I thought was an interesting turn, but uh, 
I was so afraid that that was just going to be it. And then they were just going to like take over the world together. I, um, it's like kind of sick how I, like I needed that last minute of the movie, you know? I, I think that was my, when I was the most angry was mm-hmm. when they, at the plot of like, oh man, I, I, I could see it coming. They're sitting there in the chairs and he's like, he's going to ask her to like team up with him and yeah. I'm going to like throw myself out the window. Yeah. I just thought it was such a, a cop out almost. I was like, oh man. And yeah, there was, from there, was... there it just, yeah. it's And then they succeed and then they ruin everyone's lives even more. Well, yeah, right, because even though at the very end she gets killed, it's like, yeah, but the empire they've created is already well in place, you know? Yeah. Um, They don't necessarily need her even. I mean, it's kind of interesting in a way of like, you know, in some ways she is kind of expendable at that point. Um, And at the same time, I was like, I loved that there was, you know, literally, you know, there was an act one gun and then a final act gun of that guy, you know, returning. And I, yes, it was like, yeah, I did want him to win at the end. And I, I kind of appreciated that, like, you know, the way that it plays out is, you know, he shoots her right in the heart and she's alive long enough to know that she lost, you know? And I was just like, well, like I, it was sick that I was like, oh, this is so gratifying. I don't find it gratifying to watch someone get killed, you know, mm-hmm. um, unless they're like a really, I don't know, like, you know, the the, the villain in a slasher movie, you know, where yes, they're yeah. not really, it's not really reality. You know, I think that's the difference is in a lot of horror movies. It's like, well, this is not really reality. And when like Jason yeah. Voorhees gets gets defeated, yes, it's, yes. it's different. But um, this was like, I was glad to see that she was like, she was getting that kind of retribution in the end. But like, I also don't need to like watch a woman bleed to death in a parking lot, you know? So it's like a weird yeah. moment, you know? Yeah. And, but, but as soon as I saw that guy, I was like, thank God, where have you been? Cause uh-huh. I knew he was going to shoot her. I just yeah. knew something was going to happen. Yeah. And it was um, so quick. He didn't like have a whole speech. He didn't even tell her, he didn't even say like my mother died in there. You know, I couldn't even see her until after he shot her, you know, yeah. like I thought that was interesting that it wasn't the normal beat of like giving the whole explanation and then shooting her, you know? <clears throat> it feels weird to say like, I'm so glad she got shot, but I think I texted that to you. I was like, I'm glad she got shot at the end, which is... <laughs> yeah, it made <laughs> me like the movie thing. a little bit yes. more. If if that didn't happen, I would have been completely... Yeah, I think if yeah. that didn't happen, it would have said, we're not doing this movie. I refuse. Mm-hmm. I refuse. I'm too mad. Um, yeah. I love the Weast, but I just, you know... She'll understand. Uh, Yes. (laughs) uh, That being said, you know, while maybe, you know, March 2021, February 2021, you know, whenever I've, when I've watched this movie uh, was maybe I didn't need this kind of movie at this time, but I can look back and say like, I, I respect that it made me feel strong feelings, you know? Yeah. Oh, Um, yes. I feel like, you know, I was thinking kind of rewatching it. I was like, there's ways in which this movie brings me to a similar but different place as um, Call Me By Your Name, you know, which is a movie that I think is really well made, great acting, has a couple of great scenes, but I hate that movie. I just despise it. And I hate that there are people who just think it's a love story. Like it just, oh, I'm getting so angry right now because it's not (laughs) a love story. It's not a fucking love story. And so, uh, and it's just like, Oh, okay, I'm gonna stop. But um, yeah, the beeping's gonna start. The again. beeping's gonna start. I just yeah, <laughs> sorry. The beeping is gonna just drown me out. But I was thinking, you know, the difference though is that I I appreciate the story or the narrative or the message that I care a lot 
is trying to say about like, hey, this is actually happening and you should be angry versus this gaslighting of call me by your name of like, oh, look at this. Look at this beautiful love story. You know, uh, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like I I at least like both of the movies I I quote unquote didn't enjoy, but I respect I care a lot. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Yeah, I think I agree. There's something more. It's easier to digest, even though I'm really not craving either of them. I guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, at the end of the day, like I, I will never go back and watch. Probably never go back and watch Call Me by Your Name. I probably will never go back and watch this. I would definitely go back and watch the Trixie and Katya version because it's oh. 18 minutes of bliss. It's it really so is good. so funny. I. I love them. I just, I think Trixie is so, she's so quick. She's yeah. like so perfect. Like with the Dana Carvey and like when, um, uh, when she says, like when she watched Diane Weiss say, you're a robber. She's like, this is me after two gummies when the Postmates arrive. <laughs> yes. I love that. One well, like, like, oh that, God. It's so and good. I, and that video is perfect because they literally like focus on all of the Diane Weiss scenes. Like there is like, there's an understanding of like, if we're going to spend 18 minutes talking about this two-hour movie, what are the scenes we're going to highlight? Obviously, all the scenes with Diane Weist, you know? Yes. And for that, I thank them for introducing maybe Diane Weist to, you know, a younger generation of gays who have yet to discover, you know, the Weist. Oh, so wow. So there's that. What a joy to think of, like, young gays who, or older gays who are, are you know, new to cataloging or whatever the range may be. Like, oh, to be introduced to the Weist. And like, yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, you're you're well familiar with her. But if for some reason you're not, I mean, if if okay, that this is a good Weist related question. If you if you had met someone who's never seen Diane Weist in a movie, what do you think would be like? Where would you tell someone to start? Oh man, I know. And I if I if you want, I can open up. IMDb yeah, why don't? Because I'm thinking of like comedy and because like uh-huh. honestly, one of the first things was the birdcage, and I know that's like not a, a definitive g- performance, but like it's lights. Like the whole movie's great too. That's a great choice. She is so good in that movie. She is so yes. funny in that movie. The way that she says, "Oh, Kevin," like it's, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the fact that she like you know she has that, that amazing line of like uh, wanting so you know just wanting somebody to like me best at the end. Yes. I mean, the fact that Diane Weist could steal the movie, considering that she's in the room with Nathan Lane and Robin Williams and Christine Baranski, you know, it's like, it, it it's pretty incredible. But I would say you're probably smart to, to suggest The Birdcage. I would say um, she's great in Edward Scissorhands. That's a great, you know, yeah. introduction oh, to her. Putting on that makeup, it's so yeah. great. Um, just that, like that, that insane, you know, psychedelic suburban drag. Um, yes. And I'm scrolling through. I mean, I, I, I like do. There's th- the bigger ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's bullets over Broadway. There's Hannah and her sisters. Yes. I mean, there's the Oscar winners. Yeah. Um, the Oscar noms. Like I, I, I think my first movie that I ever saw Diane Weist in was I Am Sam. Uh-huh. Do you remember that movie? I Shelley do. Shelley Pfeiffer. Shelley Pfeiffer. And I remember I Diane. I remember the two of them being good in that movie. Oh, Diane Weiss is so good. She pay, she plays a, what, what does it call when you're afraid to leave your house? Agoraphobic. Agoraphobic? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she's incredible. And I love her a lot in that. And I remember I was like, who is this woman? I think that yeah. might have been my first. My wow. first Weiss. Hashtag my, my first Weiss. My first Weiss. <laughs> Let's get this trending. Yeah. <laughs> my first Weiss. Um, I think the birdcage may have been my, no, actually I think Edward Scissorhands was my first Weiss. Um, 
though I, I I remember my parents having Parenthood on VHS for some reason. I remember like having the VHS of that in our house. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, there's so I, many. There's so many. There's a horror movie called The Lost Boys that she plays a mom in. That's I've kind of had that on my list for a while. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Rabbit Hole is also great, too. I mean, mm-hmm. don't count it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen her. We did a Matreon and Little Man Tate, and she is actually very good in that as well, uh, with recent Golden Globe winner Jodie Foster, but we'll talk about that. Oh, my that. gosh. Yes, we have um, to talk about that. So, yeah. So, uh, really, a celebration of the Weast. Uh, we care a lot about her. We do. We really do. Yeah. Oh my God. I I, I literally this, is, I was literally thinking the same thing like before we record this podcast is about I care a lot. We care a lot. We do. We really do. Like thinking of like Amanda loves to hate teen mom. Yeah. And I do. I really do. I have the same cadence in my we head. We love the weast. We, we do. love the we weast. Really do. Yeah. We love to love the weast. Um <laughs> uh, well, uh obviously we have so much more to queen out about, but we also have an after show to uh, to do yes. all of that so i think do you have any other thoughts before we wrap up on i care a lot? no i feel good i think overall like as much as i disliked a lot of parts of the movies i'm glad it exists i'm glad diane weist is getting work i'm mm-hmm. glad we have an you know rosamund pike has a golden globe now peter dinglage is always great in everything we got a taste of you know uh chris uh messina i always want to say messina but I think it's Messina. We'll I thought Messina. it was Messina. I assume. Okay, it was well Messina. then let's go with yeah. Messina. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's how I've um, described it in my fantasy of, of becoming okay, Colin good. Messina. Yeah, <laughs> Colin Messina. Let's <laughs> bring to it. I know it's great. Um, but I I'm glad that we. Uh, I mean, I'm glad that we got the Trixie and Katya episode. So I I can't be mad at it. But I at the same time I'm just like, I'm never gonna watch it again. Yep. Some great performances. Love Diane Weist. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. it. Goodbye. Yeah. I, I think that's. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the least. I know. <laughs> I know. It's not quite as good as, as the, the Diane. Diane. That's what it is. Yeah. You have to have a, you have to have an A in there. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Otherwise you just kind of fall right into a pit. Yeah. An open um, bowel. Yeah. Uh, well, great. Well, uh, I think then, you know, even though it's a Netflix movie, uh, I don't know why that would mean we couldn't get played off, but you know, play us off. Okay. We played off. Um, so where can folks find more of you? Uh, they can find me every Tuesday on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast. And they can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kochanov. How about you, Colin? Well, you can hear more of me on In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or All Right, Mary. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and of course you can get more of both of us in a best supporting capacity at BSA Pod on Twitter. Or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. Keep your peepers peeled for another episode coming out on Friday morning of the best supporting after show in which we'll be yes. giving our, uh, our, our post-show thoughts on the Golden Globes. And the wins. Yes, almost a week later. But almost a week later. I'm sure you've been waiting all week. Yes, finally, think. the preeminent opinion on the Golden Globes will be I here know, on exactly. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. And that, as they say, is that. <laughs> <laughs>